Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Tuesday. How you doing out there? I'm doing A-OK. It has been a... Wait, I wonder if AOC, when she hears people say A-OK, she's all, she almost, like, it gets her attention a little bit. If someone's like, I'm A-OK, well, no, that wouldn't make sense because then she would be hearing them say, she would think that they were saying that they were her. I always, when people's names you can just hear in things, I've said this before, but there was a girl in my class named Paige, and I was always like, when the teacher says turn to page 37, do you, like, perk up a little bit? And the answer was no. She was just like, I don't know. That's I've never even thought about that. I'm like, I totally think of that every time I are you back? My dog just came back from a walk and my mom's walking in too. So I got to keep it PG, folks. Just kidding. She doesn't care. My mom just did an interview with a reality show and she's feeling like I'm just, I'm trying to do a reality show here. And the producer is putting together a sizzle reel where he like interviewed my parents and separately from me. We did it with Andrew a couple weeks ago. Wait, stay here. I'm going to ask you about this. Okay. So um, so the, the producer has had to talk to my parents alone and um, and I went I took the dogs for a walk. I just set up the shot. So they would look nice and well lit. My dad got a ring light, so I have double ring light right now, which is great. And um, and then the producer asked them a bunch of questions, and they sat and talked about it and just like answered questions. And you, what what are your thoughts after that? Um, I I'm really boring. How about that? <laughs> did it make you realize you were boring, or did you think you were boring before you went into it? You know, I always knew I was boring, but this just reaffirmed it. Honestly, I, it it really does. Like when you're, uh, believe me, I'm the same way. I don't have anything going on. They asked you what activities we do together, and we all stared at each other blankly. Yeah. Like that's one of our favorite activities. Well, that's that is our favorite activity: looking at each other and just saying what's going on. No. And the fact that our TV watching is really a big part of our life together. That's everyone. Everyone watches TV. It's one of their biggest hobbies. If you talk to someone who actually has a hobby that that TV isn't in the top three, there's that's not someone you want to watch on TV anyway. People like, and we don't watch that much TV. Have you watched TV today? Um, I watched the news a little bit. Wait, you did watch something in the other room. What did you watch when I was listening to Taylor Swift and you told me to turn it off? I was watching Intervention. Oh, what 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 was happening on that? Um, there was a guy who had he drinks twenty four beers a day and he didn't think he had a problem. He thought he was okay. Oh uh, well, I, let me guess. He did not. Did he get help? Did he lose everything? No, he didn't lose everything. His his family intervened and guess what? He went. Oh, but then he did come out and started drinking forty days later. Oh, so in the little addendum that they do that yeah. where this starts to play like the the string, like they, they play like a mandolin when they go like ding, 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 and they like update you about what's happening and it was bad news for him? Yeah, but I do believe that he got sober again. Cause it was- you just sense it or it's an old one? No, it's a really old one. And then it was said from 2011. Okay, so he's probably dead now because I don't know. I, don't- what, I thought you hated that show. No, I like that show. I love that show. Have you ever seen the one where she huffs computer duster? Uh, yes, I have. That's the best one. Yeah. Do, do any of do any stand out to you as your favorites? Have there been any moments that you're like, holy shit, on that show? No, but I, I cry at every one of them. It's like Little House on the Prairie. I really am affected by people saying yes to it and going and 
and their family seeing them later and they look so good when they come visit to them and it just breaks my heart. It's- oh my God, it's the saddest. I always cry. I, I don't think I cry, but I always, it's it's emotional for sure. It's just so sad because people always go, why do these people sign up for the show intervention? Why are they doing it? Don't they know what's coming? And the fact is they're drug addicts so they don't know what's coming. They honestly, and they need the money because most of these people don't have any money left. I mean, and then that's how they get them is that they they convince the whole family to pull out support so that the person has no one else left and they have nothing left to do. They hit a bottom and they go. But it's doesn't it's not always a a lot of those people do not. But the people behind the show are really, I think, very sweet and sincere. Well, I think they're genuine. I really do. I I don't I didn't know like they offer them money. To be on the show. Well, if you do TV, you get paid. There's no one you see on a television show that's not getting paid, it, unless they're extras. Is this true? Yeah. Well, who do you think? Like, think about someone on TV and who don't you think doesn't get paid? I, I honestly thought intervention. I thought, well, they're going to give him or her a 10 week, you know, place at, you know, the point out in Oregon or something. And the family, of course, are all in on that. Because they're like, yes, we want him to get help. So I didn't think they got paid. Why would someone agree to have a camera crew follow them around and watch them shoot needles into their arms and gas stations and fuck old men for money so that they can buy their duster? Okay, the the person that they're trying to put in, I see how they probably come to them and say, we're going to do a documentary about addiction and we would like to pay you, but we know you're an addict. Or we think you're an addict, but we would like to follow you around and we will pay you in. That's what they do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, not the family. Oh, I assume the family gets paid, but I'm I'm actually not sure about that now that you say that. But I assume that they, I don't know that they all do, but if they're on camera doing a little testimonial in a room, they get paid. And it's not a lot. Let's, we're talking like 700 bucks. Hey, that's a lot of money. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so you think we're boring. Is what you're concluding? Uh, well, I think we we think we're not boring. I don't. I never thought my life is really boring. I always think I have like a better life than most of my friends. I do, and I think I have just a lot more fun than they do. Kind of look at their life and go, God, I'm glad I have my life. And but when asked questions about activities we do together, when it, it came up to TV, I was like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. But we do have fun when we do stuff together. And we have fun when we watch TV. I think that's so... I, that's, I did not watch TV before I moved back in here. And I've then I've said this on the show a bunch of times. I just don't... I never did. And I wasn't, like, too cool for it being like, oh, I read books. I don't own a TV. It wasn't that. I just wasn't drawn to watching TV. But when you can share TV with someone and watch it with other people and comment on it, it becomes an actual activity that I enjoy. I do not enjoy TV in a vacuum. Uh, I enjoy vacuums in a TV, though. <laughs> you put, uh, you're sold every time you see a vacuum in a commercial. Oh yeah, I, I have so many of those um, Dysons. Yeah, um, with the ball that. Uh, but okay, so yeah, we watch TV. We, um, I, Dad plays guitar. I'm trying to play guitar a little bit. I think I'm gonna hire. I was thinking about hiring my old guitar teacher, Clint. Do you remember him? Clint, no. You used to drop me off at that music place down the road up by North Kirkwood Middle School. Remember that music place? And I used to go into a back room. Mel Bay. Was it Mel Bay? Yes. You say that like everyone... Everyone knows who Mel Bay is. That wasn't Mel Bay music. That Mel Bay music was down on Kirkwood. It doesn't matter. But this was by North on Manchester. 
Dad would know. Dad got me lessons with this guy, Clint. I had the biggest crush on him. And then I reached out to him on Facebook like 20 years later and was like, remember when you taught me guitar in seventh grade? And he was just like, I don't think so. And I was like, well, I remember that you taught me Big Me by the Foo Fighters because I was like desperate to go because he was like, I'll just teach you songs that you want to learn. And I like didn't know any cool songs. Like I wanted to impress Clint so bad because he had like long blonde hair and he was like in high school and he was so cool when I was in seventh grade. And I just knew the Foo Fighters seemed cool. And I, I did like that song, Big Me. So he taught me that. Um, but I think I'm just going to, I just want to learn Taylor Swift songs. I don't want to learn like actual, no, my bugs, bugs are on me. I don't want to learn actual um, how to play. I just want to learn specific songs, which a lot of people got back to me because yesterday on the podcast, I said I have no rhythm. That's why I can't play around the house because I don't have any rhythm and I know dad will hear. Well, that's, he says that about me. I think you got it from me. No, you I didn't. I did get that from you. You do have rhythm. We were listening to you play guitar, strum guitar, and I was like, "Oh, she's got rhythm." I do not. D- Dad will attest. He would. D- if you, if Dad watched me play, I was playing earlier today, and his his voice is in my head of just being like, "Why can't you just just do it? Like, just play the song. What are you doing?" Because I just lose the rhythm. It's hard. Rhythm's hard. I always thought I had rhythm, and then I try to like beat on a drum, and I'm so off. I know. Everyone's giving me advice on my Instagram today, being like, beat on a drum to practice. Mute the strings and strum on them. And that it's all actually been very helpful, and I'm going to do all those things. But it's just, I was trying to play another one today, and I was like, I am so bad. I can play air guitar rhythm really fine, but when you I put those pressures on the strings... <laughs> I just get I get caught lost in it. I just can't do it. So, but I'm trying to learn. Um, and what else? I mean, like, I'm trying to think of any other activities. I go for a run every day, but that's not really an activity. I've been so busy today. I have not stopped since I woke up at eight seven forty five, and I have not stopped since. And I am so excited to watch a dating show tonight. Are you Are you ready for a new show? Yeah, I I came home. Wait, did you finish I'll Be Gone in the Dark? No. You guys haven't watched the fourth episode of the scariest show that we've ever watched? No. We have that to watch. And maybe a fifth episode if it came out last night. I may, I think it might have just be a four-part series. But how much did you love Love on the Spectrum? Not that anyone in, that's listening to this podcast that heard it yesterday needs to hear any more af- affirming uh, reasons why you should listen to it. But if you had any, how good is it? It's excellent. And I'm sure it's going to win all kinds of awards. I don't know about that. It should. It should. It really it enlightens you about other people and how kind. If you have autism, I just didn't really, I don't know anyone with autism really that I know of. You're looking at one. Oh, I, you have no, you're not on this. I have no autism. No, you have no aut. I feel like I have a, I have a sprinkle and I'm not saying that to be like, I'm special. I just do feel like there's, there's something a little spectrum-y about me that I'm not as bad, not, not that it's bad, but I don't have a severe case as those people with Asperger's, but I do relate to a lot of those people in a weird way. Did you relate to them at all? Or maybe that's just a human. I think I relate to them too. And I think anyone, there's just such a kindness underneath these wonderful people because they're so truthful. They just will, it's not in them to like lie or fake it or something. So it's just really, but I bet everybody goes, gosh, do I have a little bit of this in me? Because I think everyone thinks that they question whether they do or not. Yeah, and I, 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 that makes me feel better to hear that everyone's like, "Am I a little bit?" But 
And some of those people, I was like, I I was thinking about one of them today being like, could I date that that guy that's severely autistic? And I was like, kind of like, you know, the guy that loves dinosaurs. What if I brought him home? Like, let's talk about if I brought, remember Mark, and he he does this face a lot, where he just smiles with his eyes. Like, you could see his smile through a mask, because his eyes just, like, do this thing. Because he's, like, almost fake, he's almost demonstrating what he's learned a smile looks like to express himself, because he's had to study emotions. Yeah, I I actually said, I wish he was my neighbor. I would like to have him as a neighbor he's- because who doesn't want someone that just loves everything you say and is interested in everything you say and is like that sounds like a really nice thing to say and to do i'll be mark right now just tell me something uh uh do you like what did you do today julie what things did you do today um i went out on a boat this morning and wow that sounds really fun. It, it was. We were on the river, and it was a beautiful morning. That sounds really relaxing and beautiful, and it sounds like a really special time that you had with your husband on the river. Is that something you enjoy doing often? No, we don't get to do it that often, but it really is special when we get to do it. I love nature and how calming it can make you feel. I literally think that's something he said he's, during the date. He's he's just the sweetest guy ever. You guys gotta watch it. I think I think this guy we're talking about appears in episode two. This is, again, Love on the Spectrum and it's on Netflix. I just, But what if I brought home someone like that? Would you kind of look at me like, Nikki? Or would you be like, yeah, because who doesn't want that guy around? Yeah, he's a special. Or what about Michael who will treat me as his queen forever and ever? I don't think he's your type, but... <laughs> You would like to be treated like that, though, wouldn't you? No. Are yeah. you kidding me? I don't like, I don't want a guy to be, worship me at all. I don't want someone to be like, yeah. you are the, because that's where you get stuck is when they think too highly of you. And I feel like that's a lot of guys get crushes on me like that from just seeing me on TV or maybe having a couple like t- DM exchanges. And then they, I've been there before with men where you just project this idea of perfection onto them. Mm-hmm. And I will only severely disappoint you if you think that I'm going to be like if I'm going to be a if someone called me their queen it would make me very uncomfortable yeah I guess you wouldn't like that you don't like compliments actually I really don't why is that because they always come from they're not they're never complimenting who I am at my core they're always complimenting the thing I'm trying to be so people like me so when I get complimented for the way I look or because um, for, for anything that isn't just me as me, it makes me feel sad. I explored it with my therapist last week because she was like, what's going on? Because I was really upset about um, how everyone said I looked so hot in that, on Kimmel. And I just was like, well, that's not me. I haven't looked that hot in five months. And that was all due to lighting, makeup, hair, and clothing. And so I just, and she goes, well, it sounds like you don't like when you don't like not being yourself and you had to not be yourself to get the attention that you wanted in life in a lot of ways. And like early on, you just have to like, like we all do, we all kind of put on a, a show to get people to like us. That isn't really who we are deeply because we think who we are is not lovable. And so when people respond to that and give it positive accolades, I'm just like, well, you don't know the real me and fuck you and fuck all this, all of this bullshit. Hmm. I will say I don't like when people say they just say, "Oh, you look great," and it's like, "Uh, you just said that just to say something nice." I hate that kind of stuff. 
hate that. I know when I, I know when someone's lying to me when they're saying you look great, or that you, or you look so thin, or you look, your your skin looks great, or something. I don't know. I always I can tell when they're lying, but I can tell when somebody means it. You know. Yes, you love compliments. I love compliments, but I don't like false ones. I don't like. When I know that they're just saying it to say it, that really bugs me. See, I don't like them even when I know they're being, when I do look beautiful. Like, I know I looked hot on Kimmel, but I don't want to hear it because it's just not, it wasn't real. That's like saying I like that filter that you had on your Instagram. Like, I like, that's like saying I like that mask you're wearing. You look, you've never looked better when you put on that mask. And you're like, well, now you like the mask, you don't like me. Well, I, I think you're confused here. You like... The way Jennifer Aniston looks, you love her look, and she's totally made up. We know she's on commercials for skincare and stuff, but shes if she didn't have makeup on, I guarantee you she wouldn't look half as good as she looks. I definitely will give you that, but I also... First of all, there's I, I have a I do not extend this to other people as much as to myself. So when other people have hair full glam, I just think that... They look beautiful underneath it too, and that's why they just look better. So I don't, I don't allow them the same kind of thing. And also, I have seen Jennifer Aniston without makeup, and she looks just as beautiful. And there's like, there's just, she's just naturally like stunning. Whereas I need like a team to even make me in her league, which I, is just my opinion, and I know it's okay. not everyone's. And I'm not allowed to say that. Gee, I think you're wrong because I've seen you every morning without makeup, and you look great. And you don't need makeup. No, I don't. I don't think I need it. But when I put it on, and the fucking world opens up to you, and every single person you've ever wanted to like see you or like your photo or acknowledge your existence, every hot guy that you've ever wanted their approval says you look hot. That's where it hurts. It's like, where were you the past five months? I've been posting. Um, I. I don't understand that, Nikki. I really think you should just accept the compliments. Uh, you have a glam team because uh, that's how everyone looks so good. Who cares? You you like the way other people look when they're glammed up. Yeah. Just like it. You don't. Yeah. You don't do it very often at all. Right. So when you do it, it, you're allowed to do it. It's expected in Hollywood to get glammed up, and you know, just accept it. That's I. I wish somebody would glam me up. I know. I just, I couldn't feel further from that. I hate getting glammed up. You like getting glammed up. Well, I don't get glammed up. So when it happens, yeah, it's really, really fun to get. Okay. Well, we've arrived at something, I think. I don't think so. Yeah, I think this has been pretty good. I have to go to break now and sell something that I believe in. Luckily, all of our sponsors right now are things I believe in. It's not always that way. I'm selling mattresses now and uh, therapy. Mattresses? Mattresses, yes. You can get, you if you stay tuned to this podcast and listen in, you might be able to find out my code so you could save some money on your mattress, Mom. And I might be getting you guys a mattress. Who knows? No, no promises. Thanks for joining. Thanks. And I'm back. Momless. She died. Just kidding. She's inside making dinner. My dad is still walking the dog. I'm still on the front porch with one of my dogs. That's the setting. That's what you're getting. <sighs> it has been such a busy day. I just didn't want to go over it all with you guys in front of my mom but because she witnessed it. But I've just literally not had one second of to stop today. And um, I can't wait till I'm done with this. 
honestly, I'm in no rush to get done with this. But when I am done, I'm done for the day. I'm done for the day. Yeah, so we might do a reality show here. I've been teasing that for a while, but it seems like it's moving along and um, no one's bought it or anything. But it seems like it might happen, which is very exciting. I um I definitely need to find an apartment soon and I've just been waiting to get one because I wanted this reality show to take place with me like actually transitioning out of the house because that's a fun episode of me like moving out but I think I might have to move out before then and then just act like I you know stage it for the show for the show recreate it um is more of what I do I'm gonna watch the rest of um I'll be gone in the dark tonight which is gonna freak me out I'm very excited about it um, I've been wanting to dig into that, the, the guy getting caught, that serial killer that that show covers. I've been resistant to like Googling it and reading everything I can because I just want to finish the series before I do. So I'm going to be up late reading some creepy ass shit. Um, but I have a dog. I have my dog now that sleeps with me and protects me and um, makes like he's seriously sitting at my feet right now, making sure no one gets to me. Um. I got a lot of nice mail from you guys. Guys, seriously, thank you so freaking much for all the pictures of your clumps of hair that is falling out in the shower. I real it makes me feel so good every time I see it. I almost want to like collect them all and start a book, a coffee table book that would disturb anyone. I mean, it's just clumps of human hair and no one really likes to see that, but it just I think it would make so many like you know how there's like those collections of women's vaginas and how we're all different. If you've never seen that, you should go Google them. Um, this one makes you also feel like, oh my God, everyone's hair is like fucking falling off out right now. And it makes me feel so much better. And then a lot of people wrote me about guitar playing. Thank you so much. Great tips there. I also, um, had someone just write to me. He said, uh, thanks for the remind. First of all, he sent me a blanket. Is this the kind of blanket you were talking about yesterday? And yes, yes, it is the exact same blanket. He said, also, thanks for the reminder that one can change one's mind and that's okay. I got a callback interview for a job. It's not good, but not necessarily my ideal. That's good, but not necessarily my ideal. But a job I really want has paused hiring due to C-19. I don't know we were calling it C-19. That um that makes more sense than COVID. What have you guys been calling it? I've just been calling it COVID. Like during COVID, because of COVID, it's easier than coronavirus. But C-19, I mean, that sounds like a boarding group I often get on Southwest, but I like it. But anyway, he said, but instead of getting overly anxious about it, what the right decision about what the right decision is, if I'm lucky enough to get an offer, it helps to remember I can just change my mind anytime. So thanks for that. Just what I needed to hear when I needed to hear it. Love it. Um, happy to help. Thanks so much for that feedback. I feel I'm sounding like very sarcastic, but I'm actually sincere. Um. I appreciate it. And I also, um, I just, yeah, I've made a lot of real, like talk about something you need to hear when you, when, when you didn't know you needed to hear it. This whole goddamn Taylor Swift album is like changing my fucking world, you guys. And I realized that folklore, if you don't know, it's a departure from her other, uh, recorded studio albums. It's a lot more, it's like folksy, right? Uh, stripped down, no like pop, like fast paced ballads or like anthems or um, no synthesizers. I don't know anything about music, but it's just very low key. And um, I feel like that's what this, I was talking to my producer Noah today and I was like, oh my God, my podcast during COVID has been my folklore. Stripped down, 
out in the goddamn woods. I'm on a porch. That's pretty close. But I just, oh my God, can I just give you guys a little bit of dirt? I know you don't care about the Taylor Swift album, but there is a piece of dirt that I loved. First of all, okay, she, I don't want to like say definitely, but I, everything kind of points to the fact that she and Carly Kloss, supermodel Carly Kloss, who is now married to Jared Kushner's brother, and they, they're not friends anymore, her and Carly are not friends anymore, but her and Carly became friends. You got to go li- read about it if you care. L- if you don't care, let me just fill you in. These two definitely dated, Taylor and Carly. Like, um, uh, speculation. I freaking love it. Because, hey, wait, Luigi. Hold on one second. Come here, Luigi, now. Oh, my God, there's a family of people on bikes, and now I look like a reporter running out to get my dog. And not my dog's, like, barking at these children. One second. Luigi! Okay, so the family is going by and my dog is inside. Everything is fine. But my dad is walking down the street, so I gotta finish this up before he comes back in. Or maybe we'll get a quick interview with him. Who freaking knows? It's my folklore, baby. I can do what I want. Let's have fucking Bonnie Vare on the show. I think I'm saying his name right. I was saying Bonnie Vare, and which sounds much better than Bonnie Vare. And I know his name is something else, and that's not his name, but isn't it? Anyway... Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift, I think we're in a romantic relationship together, which blows my mind because I did not, I knew there was always speculation of it, and there's like a very grainy paparazzi photo of them kind of kissing at a concert. But, um, and I always like thought maybe that was a possibility because I do remember them like holding hands in different circumstances, but it was always just seemed like, oh, that's how close she is with her girlfriends. But there is a picture on Carly's Instagram of a heart in the sand and it says or like she wrote in the sand with her fingers like on a girl like a trip that her and Taylor did up the coast and it's like her scribbling in the sand Carly loves Taylor now I used to do that shit when I was in high school and I loved my friends but I would be like loves my friends I wouldn't be like loves one of them and I'm not saying that means that you're in a relationship with someone just because you write loves them I mean I literally wrote that about my French teacher it is in my yearbook Uh, there's a a photograph of me writing j'adore j apostrophe love Madame Calfus because I was a little bit gay for Madame Calfus I'm not gonna lie I was I kind of am a little bit obsessed with her and in high school I think I did have a crush on her in a way that it wasn't sexual like I didn't think about her when I closed my eyes at night but like I loved her and it's just like why would two adult women be writing in the sand Carly loves Taylor and then post on your Instagram and then they were courtside at a, a, a Knicks game or something and they were holding hands and they like posed together in a way that was like oh this is a couple and then there's many other photographs where they are just they look like they're in a couple and then there's so many songs that kind of allude to the possibility of them being together but now they're not friends anymore they don't talk at all and and Carly's married to Jared Kushner's brother and uh, vacations with Scooter Braun who is like Taylor's number one nemesis he owns all of her music if you don't know and he's uh Justin Bieber's manager and he's like Taylor hates him but this brings us to the juiciest part of her album which I can't even believe okay there's a song called Mad Woman and I just thought it was about like you know, men, women being labeled crazy, like mad woman, like she's mad, she's angry, but when a woman gets angry, she's labeled crazy, right? Okay, which is true. But the whole song apparently from people who are speculating, and by the way, I am on Reddit in 
in mega threads about individual songs from this album, discussing theories, sharing my data, synthesizing the data that I'm gathering and making new theories. I mean, I am doing what Michelle McNamara did on her HBO series. My dad is on the phone interrupting my show. I'm doing what Michelle McNamara did on I'll Be Gone in the Dark. That's me with this this Taylor Swift album. But what I'm uncovering is honestly worthless and uh, everyone else has uncovered it but this was one people keep sending me their theories if you find new things listen i know don't send me all the the, the vulture articles i've seen them all but if you got some in-depth taylor swift speculations if you're like charlie on always sunny with the board and all the strings connecting and you have some ideas share them with me because someone shared this one and it blew my mind okay mad woman the lyric is she's talking about scooter braun she's talking about how he fucked her over on a deal she's a mad woman um a lot of women came out in support of scooter not a lot but like demi lovato and i think um uh scooter's wife uh, and, and also Kendall Jenner liked some tweets and stuff like I think there's some women that like can't went against her and so she was like she has a line about let me find the lyrics this is me not being very prepared but I, I promise it's gonna be worth it so it's like uh, she's singing um, oh she goes what are you saying on the drive home do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn which is like maybe alluding to the fact that on the drive home from his office there's a billboard of her face and she says, does she smile? Speaking of her face on the billboard, does she smile or does she mouth fuck you forever? And then the chorus is, every time you call me crazy, I get more crazy. What about that? And when you say I'm angry, I get more angry. And there's nothing like a mad woman. When, what a shame she went mad. Okay, da 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 So then we go. Um, she goes, now I breathe flames each time I talk. My cannons all firing at your yacht. Okay, so he's on a yacht, right? Whatever. They say move on, but you know I won't. And women like hunting witches too. That's where she says, okay, other women, you're coming after me too. Fuck you. Doing your dirtiest work for you. Oh, so she says that Scooter Braun's got women doing the dirtiest work for him. He's got these women. Because um, a lot of times that is what happened. Like the patriarch i'm not gonna get into the patriarchy but like women turning against each other is part of the patriarchy plan if you kind of get into that theory and i know a lot of you are tuning this out already and like and there's no patriarchy plan i honestly am very uneducated talking about this whole thing but women just pitting pitting women against each other is an easy way to make women you know disabled not like in a you know physical sense but you know if we go against each other uh we won't succeed anyway okay so anyway, this is where it gets good. I'm so sorry to like drag this on so freaking long. But then apparently she's alluding to the fact that Scooter screwed around on his wife and everyone fucking knows about it. And I cannot believe she says this, but, but because it's so crazy. So she goes, I'm taking my time, taking my time, because you took everything from me. I'm watching you climb, watching you climb over people like me. The master, okay, here it is. The master of spin, Scooter, has a couple side flings. What? Good wives always know. Okay, the master of spin has a couple side flings. Good wives always know. So she's saying his wife probably knows, but Scooter's fucking around. She should be mad. She should be scathing like me. But no one likes a mad woman. What a shame she went mad. She should be mad. So it's kind of freaking ballsy for Taylor Swift to call out this guy. And apparently people keep posting this lyric under Scooter Braun's like, wife's Instagram in the comments like incessantly. And I can't even go look at it because it makes me feel so awkward. 
but like I cannot believe such a call out is happening for to write a song where you call out your mortal enemy and you say, uh, and by the way, you're fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you're fucking around on your wife, <laughs> and not say it, but like, because she can always deny it. This could just be a fable, you know. But it looks pretty clear to me, and that's why I love Taylor Swift. And I know you're probably like, that's why I don't like Taylor Taylor Swift, but that's why I like her. Don't fuck with Taylor. Um. And there's so much, I was thinking about this earlier, there's so much I want to talk to you guys about because I have issues with, there's just some guy things going on in my life that I would love to spill on this podcast, but that it, it's not the place for it because it's just, I'm not going to give it away so easily. Instead, I'm going to turn it into jokes and movies and it, it doesn't belong in this form. I can share so many other things with you guys, but like, it just would get me in trouble to talk too much and, and, um, like I was saying yesterday, podcasts are too literal. There's not enough metaphor. There's not enough dancing around and alluding to things that I can protect the people that I want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So I was thinking about like, oh, fuck, I got to, I got to, so I'm going to make things out of the stuff that I really want to tell you. But I, you know, I'll eventually tell you, I just need a little space and I need for those people to, I need for those uh, chances with these people I want to talk about to truly, uh, fade into nothing and then I can then I can do what I want I'm starving today all day long I can't stop eating and I'm gonna go eat some more what am I joining a zoom what's happening right now um my phone's doing something weird uh it's probably just telling me hey stop reading Taylor Swift lyrics to people who don't give a shit thanks for listening you guys um I will have more show tomorrow this was a long one I hope you enjoyed it and uh dm me it's the best way to get in touch with me um and I might not be able to get back to you. It's always iffy. But if I heart your thing, that means like, thank you very much. And like, I read it and it doesn't mean me flippantly being like, whatever. And if I don't heart it, I just didn't see it. Or it made me uncomfortable and I don't want to acknowledge it. But generally, I just haven't seen it. That's that's it, folks. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long week. Stay with us. Uh, thanks for listening to my version of folklore album and that is really tooting my own horn a little much but please just go listen to the song august i can't stop listening to it i'm gonna burn it out before it even gets to the month in which you can listen to it and really feel it i always wait to listen to a long december by counting crows until december so i can really just sink my fucking ears into it and there's a song august on her new album that i'm so obsessed with and i've listened to it not joking like 77 times and it's not even august yet and i'm i, I gotta stop i really have to abstain it's like I'm falling in love with that song. I swear to God, the emotions I'm having to the emotions I feel when that song is playing. It's been so long since I've had a romantic relationship in which I felt the way that Taylor Swift feels in any of these songs that I'm actually feeling in love with this album. And I'm so sad for when the summer's over. And like, because I always get obsessed with her music to a point where like it, you know, like I just wear it out. The album gets, I just, it doesn't elicit the same emotions and it doesn't like. You know, it's like watch. It's like porn, except porn has a much quicker turnaround. Oh, I got to talk about porn tomorrow. We're gonna get into that. Uh, I have a lot of new theories. Um, keep sending me any kind of gentle gangbangs that you find where the girl is respected and treated uh, like a queen. Oh, maybe I do want it. Thanks for listening, guys. See you tomorrow. Squirt, squirt, and G G G. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 